Jake Westbrook, you're a horrible person, and I hate you. McLean Westbrook, it's sometimes not my fault that uh, audio for the last recorded episode of the Westbrook goes, goes mysteriously missing, it vanishes, and uh, the world doesn't get to hear your... Not and the world does it not... It is your fault. I am blaming you. You're a bad The person. world does not get to hear the depressing story you told last week about the guy who made it rain and then got brutally murdered. R.I.P. Tex Thornton. So sad. Uh, they can hear, they can still hear me tell it if you just upload my, only my audio file. I don't think I'm going to do that, I'm good. Oh, okay. It's strange, Jake, how I, my audio file or that episode was fine. Yeah. And the file for the Gupdate I recorded was fine. Well, that's because it was your file. But files. somehow yours My, wasn't. on my end, somehow my audio went missing. I don't know why, I don't know how, but. Somehow, somehow. That is. Jake bleach bitted his computer. <laughs> I smash it with a hammer, yes. Uh, been a while since the Hillary Clinton jokes. That was weird. Anyway. It's like Tom Brady and his uh, cell phone in Deflategate. <laughs> oh. Jake, I just got back from an invigorating workout at the Planet Fitness. You're a Planet Fitness man now. No, I am not. Gage Westbrook is a Planet Fitness man, and his uh, membership includes a guest pass, mm. which the two people at the front desk vehemently told us that he needs to download an app to use from now on. Uh-huh. So here's the thing. I kind I like the way, uh, I mean, how do I phrase this right? So then, look, I, w- I think I would like the Planet Fitness Gyms if the if the company culture wasn't there. It's it's the branding. It's the it's all the stuff you've seen the memes about and it's the purple colors, you know? It's the color palette, okay? So you're saying you want a gym that's completely different than Planet Fitness? I want their facilities. I want the stuff that they offer. I just don't want the, the, their color palette and their uh, company culture and the stuff that they do. I don't know. Yeah, Planet Fitness, you know, it's. I was there for the first time today. They offer a decent amount of machines. It looks like they got everything Gold's Gym has. Albeit, they have like... I don't know. I, I didn't like some of their machines just because they were kind of different. I don't know if that's just because they were different or because they were objectively worse. Regardless, um, yeah, mostly it is just like the brands. Why purple? I have nothing against the color purple, but it's not really a gym color. But Plant Fitness isn't really a gym goer's gym, I don't think. No, it's not. It's, it's a mom gym. That's the thing that bugs me about it. I mean, on one hand... I would respect the idea of like making a gym. However, for, now that I'm looking at to, like, it, the, get people, the Planet Fitness in Eugene. Get people into fitness if I thought they were well intentioned. I think they are just doing this for like a pyramid scheme. People put in the $10 a month and then forget they have a gym. $10 membership. a month. You know, now I'm looking at this. Now that I really think about this. The Planet Fitness in Eugene. It's open 24 hours. It's got a cheaper membership than the one I'm part of in JC. I might just have to switch, actually. Are you part of a plant fitness? No, I'm just. It's the local. Gym? It's the local gym here, but they have hours that don't match up with mine, so I almost never go anymore. So I might just yeah. have to. Don't uh, worry, Jake. I don't think. I don't think you'll be setting off the lunk alarm <laughs> in, the, in the plant fitness anytime soon. I'm not. I'm not concerned about that. It just annoys me that it's there. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. No. Okay. Because I saw their lunk alarm sign, and I. I want to see if I can. See if I can find it online because I want to read for word for word I just 
I just think it's silly. It is silly. Planet Fitness is silly, and that's why I've been opposed to joining it, but I might actually join it now. I don't know. Yeah, I don't judge anyone for going to Planet Fitness because I really respect the fact that it is $10 a month or whatever. Yeah, you know, it's just, uh, it's like, okay, it's yeah, like, here's, it's the McDonald's of gems, I guess is why it bugs me. Yeah. And the whole, um, body positivity judgment-free zone. Yeah, it's like, uh, you go into Target, but, so, he, oh, what? that's what I was going to say, Target, and they've done this for a while now, but, you know, they have their, uh, body positive models, and I don't, I honestly don't mind it, I don't care if they have models who have, like, weird skin conditions modeling stuff it's when you got the fat ones the fat models because it's like that's not something that's not something that's something you can control is what i'm trying to say like you can not be fat like that is under your control you could be a, a black person who's horribly disfigured in a wheelchair and model things and i don't care but you're fat like you can fix that i don't know maybe i'm a jerk i don't know just saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the thing is, models are supposed to, like, make you want to buy the clothes. I know. So it makes sense to have, you know, the so best So when you people have a model that's so that's very large, the first thing you notice is not going to be the clothes. Harrison Bergeron. That's what that's what they want us to be. Oh, uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Lunk alarm. It says, lunk, lunk, noun, slang, one who grunts, drops weights, or judges. And there's a little example here. Ricky is slamming his weights, wearing a bodybuilding tank top, and drinking out of a gallon water jug. What a lunk. Uh, wait, what gallon water jug? What? Against bodybuilding tank tops and drinking out of gallon water Apparently jugs. Apparently that's uh, meathead football jock behavior. I don't know. That's weird. Uh, this is a gym where you're not allowed to wear bodybuilding tank tops, apparently. That's so dumb. And uh, here's uh, someone's thumbnail for a video on YouTube. Almost kicked out of Planet Fitness. Guy, you gotta go all the way and actually get kicked out of Planet Fitness if you want to upload a video about yeah. it. Anyway, all that aside. <laughs> well, well oh, uh, one last point. I, like, I respect, again, if it was actually like well-intentioned and coming from an honest, genuine place it's just corporate bs but i respect the idea of a gym where it's no critics judgment free zone but when that's like your defining attribute that's the whole thing that your gym relies on it's like what are you what are you doing here no gym intimidation also their social distancing signs that close off like every other machine say we're practicing social fitnessing which is dumb because that implies the exact opposite of social distancing and nowhere does that nowhere in social fitnessing does that imply uh being apart from one another in fact just the opposite okay just a couple of dumb things that they got going on anyway you good McLean? yeah okay Pl first planned fitness experience was slightly better than i expected but still didn't like it it was it, it feels like a gym that belongs in eugene oregon oh yeah yeah um, so, a few weeks ago, McLean, you informed me of a, uh, teacher of yours, a professor of yours, Matthew Birch. Yes, I doxed him. And, uh, uh, could you, could you, could you just, just oh. for the listeners, uh, just, just describe him again real quick, if you could. Uh, he's my, um, he was my interpersonal communications teacher, not a lot to describe about him, um... Larger man, older man, um, 
had a smoking habit, often talked about his love of various foods in class when there was class because many times he would cancel class. Unfortunately, many times I would also miss class and on the rare occasions where I would show up for class, often aligned with the times he would cancel class and I wouldn't know about it, which is not necessarily his fault, but it still made me upset and, um, not that I'm actually upset, but it, it, it had a connotation with him. Um, he... I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with him as a human being or a person, but there were certain things he said and in certain instances that did not paint him in the most favorable light, in my opinion. Or in Jake's, which is why he made an entire fake Twitter account for this man. When you describe him to me, I get I instantly got a picture in my head of every every like sort of man child kind of guy I've ever seen. Who was just you know really into Star Wars, you know Ready Player One, and uh, somehow is married but like doesn't doesn't want kids because that'll get in the way of his uh, video gaming time, and like he's got a job as a uh, he does okay. Real life Matt Birch does ha in fact have several children uh, that are look, grown at character point, Matt Birch my children that he asks for Lego sets for for like Father's Day and Christmas, so maybe that was his plan all along. Oh yeah. Said, if I have kids, they'll they'll be the ones getting me um they'll be the ones getting me Lego sets for Christmas. Is this a quote? No, but this I am just saying. You know All right, well, long con here. He, well the character mapper should I've created on Twitter. Uh well, what's the what's the handle? Um at Prof underscore Birch underscore 1983. You know that uh, I was I was a kid in the 80s, man. That that kind of guy, the kind of guy who would wear a uh, Star Wars or a, this caricature Jake made up in his head. Yes. Yeah, the kind of guy who would uh, buy a Ghostbuster shirt from Walmart and wear it every other day. Uh, anyway, I don't know why. It's just it's just hilarious to me. Like the character, I have found, I have found that when I dislike something. I am more easily able to cope with the thing if I can find a way to make fun of it. Not or make fun, parody it. I don't know. I, I first realized this. Jake when, gets beat up a lot, guys. When I was a kid with uh, the Oregon Ducks, like they annoyed me until I was like, wait a minute, I can make a, like a comic strip out of them or something. Um, I've done a, uh, I've done it with lots of things. Anyway, point is, so I made the, the parody Twitter account, and uh, uh, let's see. Oh yeah, and also it was halfway inspired by a video you sent me about uh, Disney adults, if you could recap that real quick. Yeah, I mean the video took like a very like tender-handed, or not tender-handed, soft-handed approach. Uh, kid gloves, handled Disney adults with kid gloves. Um, but essentially, uh, I kind of wanted, wanted to see see uh someone go in on on disney adults but it uh talked about the phenomenon of adult men and women and non-binary and every other type of gender expression um really obsessing over disney and its characters so much to the point where they'll like dress up in their in characters and t-shirts and everything and like go to the disney parks and like while they're at the like disneyland and disney world They'll try to dress up as close or like cosplay as much as they can with the characters, but also you're not actually allowed well, to cosplay. Yeah, well, to me it's just at, it, at the parks because you're get, not supposed to look like yeah. one of the cast members. Well, well to me it's, it's just essentially a, it's the story of uh, they're just adults who are kind of stuck in childhood, like stunted maturity, 
and they're just obsessed with the stuff yeah, I was, childhood and like have not moved on. From I that. mean, I was gonna get there, maybe not in such harsh terms, but yeah, it is just adults that are really obsessed with kids' media. Yeah, and uh, so anyway, I, I take that aspect of it and I mixed it in with uh, just all the attributes of those kind of neckbeardy uh, man child guys that I don't like, and just kind of blended them all together. Uh, here's a, some samples and of full, his... full disclosure before you get into that, Jake. I do have to admit, recently, I listened to three different Hank the Cowdog audiobooks. I'm not just on Hank the Cowdog. It still here. holds up. All right, Hank it the Cowdog. Interesting fact, interesting side note. Um, I listened to two audiobooks on Audible, and then I listened to a podcast series that made um, the Dark Unchanted Forest Hank the Cowdog book into like a kind of like a radio program it was still mostly it's still mostly just in like an audiobook starring none other than Matthew McConaughey oh okay as Hank the Cowdog and he got really into the role let me tell you mm. me and Drover going down to the gas tanks alright 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 <laughs> body at the moon tower I have no idea what that quote is from. All I know is that Mike Nelson loves saying it. Yeah, I don't I don't quite understand Matthew McConaughey. Because I know people like, not necessarily goofing on him, but like doing impersonation and stuff. But I don't feel like I get Matthew McConaughey enough to like... Make fun of him? Make jokes yeah, about same. him. Yeah. Anyway, what was I? Oh yeah, so this is a couple samples of the Professor Matt Birch Twitter account. Flip-flops are like a monthly subscription plan for me. They wear out so fast. I ain't wearing anything else on my feet, though, and they're like two to five bucks at Walmart. I know what they are when I see it. That just stems from my hatred of flip-flops. Also, another side. Speaking of flip-flops, sandals and flip-flops both are horrible. We've covered that subject before. Nope, bad. Anyway. If there is no other reason... Okay. Body positivity, all that. However... There is no excuse. And you see this mostly in larger men or women. I was about to get to the basketball they shorts, have... McLean. No. They have the ugliest feet in the world. Oh, ugliest feet in the world, huh? Okay. Yeah, just the... I, this, is a, this, is an odd, this is an odd... Maybe an odd thing to focus on, but... Have you seen, like, a larger person... Maybe they're not so flexible they can't... I don't they can't groom their feet but they have just the craggliest toenails and just it's hard to reach down there when you're that big and like they're they're crusty oh you know okay 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 thank you it's just a nightmare it is a nightmare thank you McLean mostly I and and they're also the type of person that do prefer wearing flip-flops I don't understand it Thank you, McLean. Mostly I am thinking of our, our uncle. <laughs> our, uh... Our late our uncle. uncle? Our late uncle, yes. Hypothetically, if someone's wife was about to find out they spent the month's rent on digital Star Wars collectibles, wouldn't the ethical move be to take the rent money out of the emergency fund again rather than making a whole big deal? Of course, this comes from the fact that he is a professor of ethics. My Matt Birch character. <laughs> Yeah. Subjective morality is actually objective if most people believe in it. Um, mm. That's deep. Yeah. Gym shorts are really the only pants you ever need, honestly. Uh, <laughs> is having kids even ethical? They take up a lot of your free time and money, and it can't be good for the environment. 
Also, my neighbor had a baby last month, and that thing cries all the time. Um, hypothetically, if your spouse said you smelled awful and needed to shower more, isn't it just as effective to spray some Axon instead? It's much faster, and you smell like a hottie. Uh, let's see here. You smell like a hottie? <laughs> yeah. Um, really hoping we find extraterrestrial life out there soon. I don't have much outside my nerd hobbies these days, and I think that'll help fill the gap. Not to say my hobbies aren't fulfilling, sorry if it sounded like that. Uh, it's just another aside. He's an amalgamation. It's about UFOs. What? UFOs and aliens. Because Dad was, Dad was looking up something about how the government confirmed UFOs or whatever. Uh -huh. And I was, it's the dumbest thing. Aliens are the absolute dumbest thing. Yep. Because agree. people are like, what if aliens exist? Aliens might exist. Dude, someone literally just made up the concept of aliens, and now we're just accepting that. Oh, that's, that that's probably absolute, a thing, yeah. It is absolute fiction. That's it's what I think when people talk real. about, that's what I think when people talk about, like, we live in a simulation. Like, people invented simulations. You think, you think we're the product of the thing we invented? That's just dumb. You're just dumb. I'm sorry. Um, Actually, people just made up God and said we came from him. But, like, what if we came from aliens, though, right? <laughs> huh? Big brain time. Anyway, okay? back to what I was saying. But, uh, the, Professor Matt Birch, he's, uh, he's the, big into uh, sugary breakfast cereals with lots of marshmallows because he is a child. He loves his marshmallows. movies. Uh, fast food is most I'm, of I'm his right diet, even though he claims to be a foodie. He does want to live in Disneyland. But here's, here's <laughs> the thing. Here's where I... Here's what sent me on the rabbit trail. So, uh, you know Funko Pops. You've heard of them. You've seen them. So, I had him tweet. Who hasn't? So, I tweeted, um, thinking of starting a Funko Pop collection. I already have about 20 to get me going. Because, you know, the idea is, the joke there is, that, you know, it's big among, among nerdy, nerd, the nerd crowd, to buy them Funko Pops. Um, and that tweet got a few likes. A few unironic likes from Twitter accounts labeled a things few, like Jake? toys and collectibles. A couple. Hold on, let me scroll up. And then, okay. Here's what, here's what like floored me. Here's what floored me. There's this account. Uh, it's called LOL Collectibles Toy Chest. And it was tweeting out something about... I just looked... I looked I looked up this topic on Twitter just so I could retweet it and make a joke. But it was tweeting out an image of the... Uh, their Funko Pops of Godzilla and King Kong. Like the, the movie that just came out. And so I had Professor Matt Bird's tweet. Squeed a bit at this. Hard Emotion might have to sneak some money out of savings tonight to order them. Clearly a joke, right? Clearly. No adult, no adult male is going to say the word squee and then admit to sneaking money out of his savings account so his wife doesn't know that he's blowing the family budget on Funko Pops. Clearly a joke. <laughs> And yet the Twitter account that tweets this liked it, and I believe he followed me, I'm not sure. This person believes and endorses the idea that an adult human male is squeeing and then spending the life savings on the Funko Pops. Jake, I'll stop you right there. Not, not to uh, undermine you or take away, but I do feel like I have to correct the record here and fact check. You were not followed by this Thank account. You. Uh, sorry, I don't know where you got that idea from. He might have unfollowed me after I tweeted okay. this. Okay, I may have spent a little too much on Funko Pops this week, and now I need to get creative in hiding the bank balance from the missus. 
It's because you said you spent too much on them. That was heresy, and he had to unfollow. Yeah, exactly. Um, furthermore, that original tweet only got one like, not a copy. All right, okay. Point is, this is what sent me on so, the rabbit hole. I hate to, I hate to bring it down. Now like look, that. when I was a kid, all right, hey, I used to collect um, football cards. I still have my box of them somewhere, but you know, it, uh, we all know. Actually, what? Little blast from the past. Um. For whatever reason, about two weeks ago, this box that used to contain my old football cards reappeared in my room, and it, now it has, like, family photos or something in it. Um, oh, yeah, I saw that. So now I am haunted by the ghost of my football card box that, um, looking at it from here, has McLean's football cards written on it with a picture of a football card written in Sharpie along with a field goal, goalpost. Um, with several announcer comments. Yeah, no, I did that on mine too um, when I was a kid. I, I think I still have. I think I still have my binder that I drew all over when I was like nine. I still have that somewhere. Now, um, and it was like it was like mom's old binder Tebow when she was in school. The touchdown. It was like mom's old binder when she was in school in the eighties, and it's yeah. this weird texture. Mm-hmm. Now the the box does said uh does say Tebow runs for the touchdown. Oh wow, that's a yeah. which just a few months ago would have been outdated, but now that Tim Tebow's on the Jacksonville Jaguars as a tight end, you never know. No, true. Anyway, look, hey, I'm aware of collectibles. I get the idea. I get why it's appealing to kids to collect things. I think when I was some somewhere in my teens I stopped. I stopped collecting things like that. Like cuz we all go in the back of our heads, right? These are just you know, little pieces of cardboard with pictures printed on them. You store the old collection away, maybe they'll be worth something someday, maybe not. Doesn't matter. Remembering your early college years, Jake, I'd say sometime in your late teens or early 20s you stopped collecting things. Uh, yeah, but I stopped collecting uh, cards. Like, actual collectible things. Uh, okay. Somewhere in high school, I think. I don't know. Jake does collect uncollectible things nowadays. What? I, I collect things, but not pack. like... How do I phrase it? I collect things, but not things that are made to be collectible. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Jake collects lame things. I collect lame... I collect, like, old books and tapes and... Well, anyway. So, I was thinking about... Alright, so, back on the subject of Funko Pops. I say all that to say. I've noticed them recently. There's something about them that never quite sat right with me ever since I heard of them. Oh, I think I was in college when they first started being a thing. And it just seems like... Okay, they look like bobbleheads. They look like they're supposed to be bobbleheads, but they're not. And what they, they are, are is... They, they take these... Yeah, I'm right there with you. Oh, okay. This is from the uh, Wikipedia page of the Funko Company. So, Funko was founded in 1998 by Mike and Claudia Becker, conceived as a small project to create various low-tech nostalgia-themed toys. Uh, they started the business. So far. The business was started after failing to find an affordable coin bank of the big boy restaurant's mascot, so they licensed the rights to make their own coin banks from the franchise. <laughs> Interesting. They failed to sell and they filed for bankruptcy, but Funko remained in business after licensing the rights to bobbleheads for the Austin Powers movie. And so they, they started making bobbleheads under the name Wacky Wobblers, and that was a nostalgia trip for me. Because 
back in my, you know, kid collectible days, I had a stack of uh, RT Double Digest from like 2002. And there was this ad that kept popping up for Wacky Wobblers, where they had turned the Archie characters into bobbleheads. And I remember, I never got one, but I always wanted the Jughead P. Jones Wacky Wobbler Bobblehead. Oh, yeah. Never got one. Anyway. Point is, um, in 2005, blah, 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 in 2011, Funko began selling their pop vinyl line of figurines. And now they're just one of the biggest companies on the market. They created approximately 20,000 different products and dozens of different toy lines. Uh, the company's mascot, a recurring character, is Freddy Funko. Funko's pop vinyl lines are figures modeled in a style similar to the Japanese chibi style. They typically depict... Whoa, my computer's acting weird. Sorry, hold on. They, com- they typically depict licensed characters from well-known franchises and other pop culture entities. Disney, Star Wars, Marvel, etc. Uh, they have a gajillion here's the thing about they have millions and millions and millions of different little types of Funko Pops that they make and uh, I'm getting a headache just looking at the list of them all I'm sorry but look thousands and thousands and thousands of different ways to make money these these, these Funko people are into Uh, sorry McLean taking a break for a second for a minute. Yeah, right now I'm looking through the list of the rarest Funko Pops. Or the the most expensive Funko Pops. First off, this is a horrible list because I'm endlessly scrolling and the page has to reload every time I get to the bottom. I'm only at number 46 right now, which is a metallic Spider-Man. And I don't understand how there can be such a thing as an expensive Funko Pop because of just how mass-produced these dang things are. Okay, um, so that's what I was trying to say. It the seems reason like a lot why of these Funko are metallic. Pops, the reason why Funko Pops never quite sat right with me. I think the first time I ever laid eyes on them, I think it was it was in a comic book shop in Coos, not Coos Bay, in Grants Pass, Oregon, way back in the day, like twenty. It was when I was staying with uh, our grandma at the cancer center in Grants Pass. So like twenty fifteen. Twenty? No, that would have been like twenty fourteen. Anyway. It was a few years after oh, Funko yeah, Pops. Yeah. I was in there. I was in the comic book, the comic book shop at Grants Pass. I don't remember what it was called. But I first saw the Funko Pops line. Like they, they, was, they had a whole shelf dedicated to them. And the first thing I thought was, wow, that seems like a, that seems like a waste of money. Because what they did was, this was in the early days, I think. They just what? had... Yeah. They had popular comic book characters, and they had just made these dolls out of them. And their heads are like these big square-shaped things, and they have big eyes. I'm like, huh. First of all, why would I want to own that? Second of all... This seems like the kind of thing where it reminded me of like when you those little those little machines you put a quarter in and get a sticker out of at the at the grocery store or like the little uh, you could get a little tiny toy out of those machines and like a that's what it reminded me of like you can make millions and millions of variants of these things uh, just get tons of characters. Yeah, my instant like, reaction was, oh, you're trying to make a lot of money right now. I'm like, I'd be surprised if this took off because first of all, they don't look that great. And second of all, this so clearly it's it's the collectible thing. Like they're just trying to make money by making a bunch of different kinds of a thing. I remember what was it? Uh, Nintendo did this with something. Um Amiibos, I think they were called. Like just these little figurines. Uh yeah, Nintendo's figure yeah, but those were actually supposed to be like connected to the game. 
They were a figurine okay. that also, like, you plug yeah, but in see, or whatever. Now, what's so most... Like, a part of the game, and that kind of failed. Usually with things like that, it's very obvious that, like, this is a kid's thing. Like, it's obvious. Kids like collecting stuff like this. So, obviously, that's a money-making way. They pester their parents to get the latest figurines. Funko Pops are very clearly meant to be for adults. And I think that's why I thought, oh, this is a... This is so clearly a money-making scam thing, like, trying to get those nerdy adults. I don't think this is gonna work. I think people are gonna be like, oh, it's just... It's like a collectible toy for adults. Nah, we're good. I... I was so wrong. I was proven so wrong. Alright. So this is an article from Vox.com. How aggressively cute... That's debatable. Toys for adults became a $686 million business. I love the way this article starts. It's... This should be a very sad story, but it's not portrayed as that. It's just the it's the opening paragraph. This is, if you look at this objectively, it's a very sad story. When 37-year-old Jack recently brought a woman back to his house after a date, she was taken aback by his spare room. Stacked in neat boxes from floor to ceiling, exactly 1,080 plastic figurines filled the rec room in Jack's California home. Over the past four years, Needle the drops, grape farmer, Let's Get It On, starts playing by Marvin <laughs> who is identified here by a pseudonym, has spent more than $9,000 on the toys. That is the last we hear, by the way, of uh, the, the woman in the story, so we, we don't know how that date went, you know. I would give my left arm married, to find out if she found this attractive and one. Like, oh, I love a man who has a lot of Funko Pops. <laughs> This is a sad story, just so you know. Each of Jack's toys has a pair of large, vacant black eyes, a square head, and a disproportionately small body. They are pop vinyl figures, created by the 20-year-old company Funko Incorporated, based in Washington, and launched in 2011. Known to fans simply as Funko Pops, each toy is based on a pop culture character, and according to the official Funko app, there are now 8,300 different figures. Alongside, I don't know how old this article is. Alongside the expected superheroes, you can buy Funko Pops of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, The Pillsbury Doughboy, Tupac Shucker, Abraham Lincoln, Cece from New Girl, A Shark from Sharknado, the son of the creator of Van Shoes. Everyone, the official what? Funko motto goes, is a fan of something. And that's where it seems so skeevy to me, like... You, you gotta let what do you like we'll make a thing out of it that you can buy what do you like what do you like um I will mold plastic into whatever shape you want hey wanna pay 20 bucks for a hunk of plastic no well what if I wrote the word Batman on it will you pay me $20 now it's it's so scummy man Jake, it's so scummy what the good news is I did finally get to the end of this article I scrolled that entire time and I finally got to the end of this article of most expensive Funko Pops by WorkinMoney.com, and I can't imagine how much ad revenue they're pulling in just off of me alone from reading this one article. But would you like to know what the most expensive Funko Pop supposedly is? I would love to know. Well, first you should know that they started this article off with saying that you could buy a house with the most expensive Funko Pop. Oh. That was clickbait, believe it or not. Crazy, right? But number one here is a set of limited edition Stan Lee signed Funko Pops. Oh. Maybe. Value, $99,999, it says. Wow. 
and it immediately says this one has yet to prove its ridiculous asking price. So forget every, forget this entire. They even list. have it's not this one real at all. They just made me. this up. They even have mystery science but they're just saying, Funko Pops. That's just annoying to me. That's just like I honestly you, believe mm. can't believe I haven't seen those before. But um, this says with the passing of Stanley in late 2018, items related to the comic legend of Yulia. Yeah, basically. Someone was trying to sell these on eBay for $100,000, so this article listed on them, them as the most expensive Funko Pop. Mm, okay. This is dumb. So you could buy a couple of these Funkos and pray they release, increase in value, or you could buy a house and also pray it increases in value, but at least you'll have somewhere to sleep. This is dumb. Anyway, we take pride in the fact that we can popify about anything, says Sean Wilkinson, Funko's creative director. There's nothing okay, we won't do at this point. Funko Pops are now available from 25,000 retail brands worldwide, from Walmart to Amazon. We have no shame. There is nothing we will not do to take your money. To Hot Topic and Foot Locker. In 2018, the company's net sales increased 33% to $680 million, with figurines accounting for 82% of all sales. Uh, blah, 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 blah. CEO called the company recession-proof. So I had to... I had to look up these Mystery Science Theater Funko Pops just to see what they look like. They're bad. I know. I know. I don't like... They are... If I... Even if I was a man-child who wanted to buy little figurines of things that I like, I would not buy Funko Pops. They're ugly. I don't like them. Would you like to buy Tom Serve Crow? That was a Kickstarter exclusive. That was for for the uh, the Bring Back Mystery Science Kickstarter. That was a uh, add-on reward you could get was the Tom Serve Crow. I'm like, why? Why did you make this? Why would anybody want this? Why did you make... There's people paying money for these... I don't understand. Hey, I know you bought that uh, $20 piece of plastic. What if I made a slight variation to that $20 piece of plastic? You want it now? Huh? 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 Oh. Huh? Oh. Okay. When I walk into Sorry. my... Gotta swallow some of my... Uh, I'm, I'm salivating a bit. When I walk into my room full of pops, I like to look around and just be blasted by nostalgia, Jack says of his collection. It's not even nostalgia, yeah. though. It's nostalgia as filtered through Funko's weird design. I don't... Oh, that's dumb. I like that you can have characters from an old Mexican TV show, and you can have a Care Bear, and you can have John Wick and Elvira, and they all look right together. They're kind of uniform. You can have all these different genres together in one concise collection. Collectors like Jack make up 36% of Funko's customers. While 31% are, quote, occasional buyers, Wilkinson says Funko Pops appeal to both markets because of the science of cute behind the figurine's design. There's literally a certain height of eyes, a certain width apart, and the head being two-thirds the size of the body. It's a set ratio, he explains, like baby animals with big eyes that are far apart. Wilkinson says because of these strategic design decisions, there are many reluctant pop collectors. A lot of people didn't want to like these, and they'd buy one or two and suddenly they're hooked. That's gonna be Jake. That is depressing. I'm gonna get Jake a uh, Tom Serve Crow. No, I don't want it. Um, I would burn it if you gave it to me. Funko Pop for his birthday, and then like three weeks later, he's gonna be hooked. No. He's gonna have John Wick Funko Pops. He's gonna have all the Avengers Funko Pops. Oh. Huh. <sighs> Man. Surprisingly, avid collector Jack is among those who find Pops creepy looking and even describes some of them as very off-putting. Yeah, there are some that are very ugly and creepy, so I wouldn't call them cute, he says. I just find them very interesting. 
Jack says, are... absolutely hideous and I hate them. That's why I have them in my house as a nice conversational piece. Jack says the main appeal is you can purchase characters that aren't normally seen in the collectible form. Like Travis Bickle from Taxi Driver. I have a Driver, photo of Hitler in my living room. Or Vincent Vega from Pulp like Fiction. Hitler, but <laughs> when you see something like that, why not pick it up? Funko now has more than 1,000 licensed properties, from the Avengers to the Golden Girls, Fortnite to Flash Gordon, Stranger Things to The Office. Evergreen and classic properties like Harry Potter, Star Wars, and Disney make up half of sales, but the company is constantly procuring new licenses, from drag queens to food mascots to NASCAR drivers. Our, what was the first one? <laughs> drag queen. Is there a big market for drag queen Funko Pop? Of course there is. Our brand identity is to say we have something for literally everybody, said Dahlia Luwalia, Funko's VP of licensing. That's just creepy to me. That is creepy to me. Hey, we will make something for literally literally everyone can give us money. Don't worry. You can give us money too. You can all give us money. We're in a world right now where there's a lot of nostalgia at play. People have a lot of affinity for brands and shows from the 80s and 90s, she says. Yet humming down licenses can be challenging. Sometimes they're not even all open for licensing anymore. The studio has given up the rights. Nonetheless, the hunt usually pays off. Aluwalia says the license for Pokemon took a long time to procure, but it ended up being huge for the company. Oh wow, big shock. I can't think of a, thi a single person I know personally that collects Funko Pops and isn't a communist slash socialist. <laughs> How exactly did the bread achieve this Crazy. notoriety? Uh, Crazy, right? <laughs> when Game of Thrones final season aired earlier this year, the company worked directly with HBO after each episode to get new Funko Pop concepts out for pre-sale. We react to get the product in motion. <laughs> we gotta get these out as fast as possible. A May investor presentation from the company boasts that a pop can be designed and submitted to a licensor in 24 hours, molded to a prototype in a month, and sourced from Asian facilities while maintaining quality control in 15 days. That is just creepy to me. Um... Perhaps the greatest trick Funko ever pulled was releasing multiple iterations of the same character, whether at different costumes or poses, or painted with glitter or chrome. There are currently 29 distinct figurines of Conan O'Brien. You can get them dressed as Jon Snow, an American Armenian folk dancer, or Pennywise the Clown, or just painted entirely orange. It's demand, really. We've made about 50 Iron Mans, because Iron Man is so hot, says Wilkinson. The next Avengers comes yeah. along, and we got to come up with three more Iron Mans. This is my orange Conan O'Brien, and this is my Conan O'Brien dressed as Pennywise the Clown. People want more Batman. It, hey, where are you going? It blows my mind how many versions we've done, but they keep selling. Sales come up to us and say, Sean, what other Batman can we do? Have we forgotten one? Is there something we haven't thought of? We make more versions, we get more virgins giving us money. Jack says he doesn't feel the need to collect every Funko Pop ever made, instead focusing on franchises he's a fan of. Occasionally, he'll pass on Pops based on shows he likes. Um... Is it possible Funko will run out of things to pop? History has shown his collectibles tend to decline in popularity, and it is possible that Funko Pops could go the way of the Beanie Baby, yet at present there are more than enough fans keeping the company in business. That was the thing I was thinking of. It is 
technically possible that Funko Pops will not last for eternity. Funko Pops are the Beanie Babies of our generation. Beanie Baby, oh, how long would you say? I think that was a good 10 years that Beanie Babies had. I wouldn't say a good 10 years. Because it lasted up. I'd say their prime, their hot spot was probably a little less than that. No, the hot spot was, but they were a thing for, I mean, when I was a kid, they were still putting them in Happy Meals. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Beanie Babies still exist. Again, they are they look horrible. Yeah, they look like ugly these days. I think they're trying to look like uh, Funko Pops now. <laughs> they kind of are. Yeah, but that's the question of are Funko so Pops basically Beanie Babies? They are. They really are. It's the same kind of thing. Well, like Beanie Babies, it became a thing because first of all, they were cute and people started collecting them. Because people were collecting them, suddenly it's an investment. And suddenly you got people mm-hmm. buying them and hoping the price goes up and trying to sell them on eBay. It's the same kind of thing. So there's going to be a crash. There's- well, have you heard about um, have you heard about the craze for collectible items these days? From NFTs to Pokemon cards, things are going insane. Fred Meyer stopped selling um trading cards because. Wait a minute, really? Trading cards have made a comeback. They ha- did make a huge comeback. Unfortunately, man pulls gun in trading card related attack in Target parking lot. I mean, okay, so I um, I kind of thought uh, trading no, cards um, were... So, you had the Beanie Babies, late 90s, early 2000s. I think trading cards, from what I remember, maybe just because I was a kid then, trading cards were big sort of around the tail end of the Beanie Babies or early 2000s. Yeah. And, uh, now it's you Funko didn't let Pops, me finish, Jake. Sorry, go on. These last couple months, for whatever reason... Collectibles are insanely popular now. NFTs are digital content, or like digital designs, collectibles. It's not even a thing that you can buy, but they're selling for ridiculous yeah, amounts of money. Yeah, digital collectibles. Explain that one. On NFTs. Digital collectibles. I can't. <laughs> I can't. But for for trading cards, uh, the Fred There's Meyer. Nothing I work worse. At, you know, I work at the Freds. Yeah. Um, they had to. They had to uh, create a limit because everyone was coming in and buying just all their Pokemon cards at once for the hopes of getting collectible ones. Um, so there's a limit of two tri- packs of trading cards per person. Um, this really disappointing. These are adults. Who's big These are magic adults cards. doing this. Unfortunately, adults. Fred Me- the Fred Meyer I work at no longer sells trading cards. We replaced them, w- the display there, with a bunch of Sour Patch Kids because May 11th, 2021, Man pulls gun in trading card related attack in a target parking lot. Our, our, where the cards used to be sold now says, For the safety of customers, <laughs> we will no longer be selling trading cards. Because you have people pulling guns on each other. Um, let's see. This is from Vice.com. I hate that. But a fight broke out in a target parking lot in Brookfield, Wisconsin Friday, soon after the store restocked trading cards. Police arrived on the scene where witnesses called them after one man pulled a gun. According to a local news report, a group of men was attacking the gun owner when he pulled the weapon. The target and Trader Joe's went into lockdown for an hour after police arrived. The man never fired his weapon and no one was seriously injured, according to a police report. Um, Preliminary reports revealed that this altercation appears to have stemmed from a disagreement involving the purchase-less-possession of sports trading cards obtained from Target, the police report said. Oh, sports trading cards? I thought it was the Pokemon report, or something. 
This police report is saying the most ridiculous thing, but it has to say it in an official manner. During the assault, the victim, who is a valid concealed carry holder, was able to access his firearm, at which point his attackers fled on foot. No shots were fired, nor did the victim pursue his attackers. All four were located in the surrounding area and taken into custody. The victim suffered minor injuries, which did not require immediate medical attention on the scene. The four men have been arrested and will be charged with battery, strangulation, and disorderly conduct. Okay. Um, we live in a society. Pulling a card, pulling a gun during a parking lot scuffle is just the latest story attached to the current resurgence of collecting cards. Sports, Magic the Gathering, and Pokemon cards have become so sought after that stores can't keep up with the demand. It's also causing a labor crisis as companies that professionally grade cards for resale can't keep up with the avalanche of cards they've seen the past year. It's common to have 50 plus people standing in line all day, six to eight hours, waiting to see if they can get one box of cards. like a whole like Brookfield sports memorabilia. COVID lockdown has sent people into into these weird like. Let's do this I again. I think so. People now just have it in their heads to I have to panic by everything I can get my hands on. Um, Target had previously promised to call the police on rowdy customers, but it's unclear who notified the cops in Brookfield. Target has already altered its policies, limiting the number of collectible items that can be purchased in a day, only selling the items briefly on Friday mornings, and asking that customers not wait in the parking lot overnight. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, because I, I know we started limiting trading cards, but I didn't realize it was like this big of a deal, and now like literal fights have broken out, and Kroger no longer sells trading cards crazy okay we live in a society now where I you don't cannot know why this has happened you cannot you can no longer point to a grown man purchasing a child's collectible and say that's weird you're uh you got your you little stunning growth there you got a problem that's not normal like you shouldn't be doing that you can't do that now you're the weird one for pointing that out you're you're even like past the point of you shouldn't make fun of someone for what they like you're pat we're past that point it's now you are weird for saying You that cannot say that anyone is being abnormal ever. <laughs> ever. This is a, a, a popular phrase that gets thrown around on the internet is you need to go outside and touch grass. I've never heard that you before. You like get a life? Yeah. These people need to go outside and touch grass. <laughs> touch yeah. grass. Urban But anyway. So I back on the subject of uh, the comparing Funko Pops to Beanie Babies because it's, it's the same thing. But I thought, you know, there's got to be a subreddit for these people because Reddit's the worst place on earth, and you you could probably find you can probably find the subreddit for these people. I by the way, every single I can't I cannot do Reddit anymore. I was on Reddit for a while because I was following like r slash keto, but I just can't. Reddit just attracts a certain type of person. Ooh, no, it's just bad. Reddit is the absolute worst, and I I'm not quite sure I understand. Why. Oh, I do. Everybody like, everybody thinks they're the expert correcting the idiot in the room. Like, huh, you're the, you're being stupid and cringy. Let me lay down some facts for you. And the replies and the way they deliver oh. things, it's just the worst. Gru from The Rise of Gru is back in stock on the Funko Pop website, Jake. Wow. But anyway, so yeah, of course, there's a subreddit for Funko Pop collectors, or slash Funko Pop. And uh, I just, you know, sorting, sorting by uh, hot first. Hot, um, or like uh, the top, top of all time. And this was a discussion that was held. Funko Pops versus Beanie Babies by user Luke Graham. 
I am an avid <laughs> oh, Funko no. collector, but none of my friends are. They seem to give me crap all the time for spending money on them. They say, oh, they're just like Beanie Babies. They'll lose all value soon. I also see a lot of articles online saying this as well, discussing how the extremely high prices for certain pops is paralleled by that of Beanie Babies in the 90s. As a collector myself, I don't think that this is true. I think Funko Pops are different than Beanie Babies and will hopefully last much longer than Beanie Babies did. They have a bigger variety. They incorporate hundreds of franchises, whereas Beanie Babies were just animals. Also, it seems as a Beanie Baby. That's 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 that's. that's do you think that maybe... That's why I think it's going to fall apart. The hundreds of franchises yeah. is so, like, is so bland now. Like, it's... We have everything. We've created literally... We have made a Funko Pop for literally every single thing on Earth. How come nobody wants them anymore? <laughs> yeah. I can never see people getting tired of this trend. They have a bigger this variety, whereas Beanie Baby. Babies... Also, it seems as if Beanie Babies were meant to be collected, whereas people will still buy Funko Pops even if they're not <laughs> going to collect them. <laughs> That's probably the stupidest sentence I've yeah. read online today. Um, of course yeah. they're collectible. Of course they are. You, look, they, they number the boxes. Like, that's how you know they are meant to be collectible. There's a little number. That, that was another thing that annoyed me the Speaking first time boxes, I ever saw them. The weirdest thing you can... The thing that you can do to make me think less of you as a human being is to keep, like, Funko Pops in their box. I've never seen anybody with a Funko Keep Pop any type of toy in your box. First of all, be an adult and buy Along toys. With Second of all... leaving the stickers and tags... I guess not tags, but leaving stickers, like, on hats and hat brims. Yes. I was Why watching... Are you doing that? <laughs> I don't... It looks like you stole it. What the heck? I was watching... I was watching the riff tracks of Cool as Ice, the movie starring Vanilla Ice, the other day. And in this movie, yeah. Vanilla Ice is doing a, a rap song. And he's wearing a hat with the tag still on. Like, he's just hanging off and is so distracted. It's like, dude, just take that off. You look like an idiot. You look like an absolute idiot. Ugh. Tag hanging off but of your yeah, head. I don't know. I don't know about lately, but the last couple years, it was very common to see people, usually in flat rims, wearing their hats with, like, the holographic stickers and everything. Oh, that's always, that's been the thing since I was in high school. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. I don't know. It looks bad. Why, why do they? Why don't they leave the tags on everything else they buy? Like walk around with the tag hanging off your pants, hanging off your shirt, and I don't know. I always leave the uh, inventory control tags on my on my clothes too. You know, kind of stands out. Uh, uh, yeah, but uh, I like beeping when I walk into stores mostly. First of all, you're an adult buying a toy, so that's just shameful on its own. No, it's shameful. Don't argue with me. It's a shameful thing to do. You're an adult buying a toy. Second of all, you're not taking it out... You're not taking it out of the box anyway, and so that's just like, what, why'd you buy it? Why did you buy it? Unless you think you're gonna get rich off this... Sorry. I mean, I'm too annoyed for words. I'm too annoyed for words. Okay. Uh, but anyway, the comments of this Reddit post... Uh, okay, look. I lived through the spectacular era of comics in the 90s and the Beanie Babies phenomenon, so I, there's a part of me that anticipates a crash, but there are two big differences that help Funko's cause. First, the internet. Sure, online buying and selling happened back then, but net access wasn't in every household. Well, nowadays it's in everyone's pocket. That makes collecting much easier, and that ease will keep people involved. Second, the audience. The appeal for pops is much broader. There's a license for everyone. 
geek, film buff, gamer, athlete, musician, boy, girl, young, old. As someone with diverse tastes, I've never had anything come close to pops for covering all my interests. If I wanted to, I could easily yeah. find a pop to give to every member of my family. At the end of the day, Beanie I Babies just, uh... were just dolls. That severely limited the fan base. Funko Pops are just dolls. Yeah, I kind of zoned out. I kind of zoned out when you said that you lived through the Beanie Baby popularity of the 90s and I realized you are way too old for to actually be caring about this. Probably get a life. I don't know. I mean, okay. And you said diversification. It's, it's like, not, okay, it's so not cool to just... Occasionally, friends of mine who were kids in the 90s well i think casey once was uh waxing nostalgic about pogs which were sort of like it's the same idea they're like little uh they're they're like these little basically they're poker chips with pictures on them kind of like trading cards but that was the thing with the kids how's that spelled do you know p-o-g-s yeah but, yeah, that was the thing in the 90s for a while. But there's the same kind of thing, where they would just turn anything into a pog. Like, oh, you, milk you get a Star Wars pogs, you get uh, sports pogs, like Norman Rockwell pogs. Pogs and slammers. Yeah, it was a thing. It was a thing. But that fat died. It was, that was hella heck of diverse. That was so diverse. And they also weren't, they weren't these weird, ugly, big-headed doll things. Yeah. Although the original Pogs here, which were just like designs for like milk caps, they look kind of neat. They're nice on the eyes. This one guy comments on this uh, Reddit post that says, find new friends. But then the comment right underneath, <laughs> why have friends when your pops can be your friends? Okay, so now you see the problem here, guys. Maybe you're listening to this episode of West Bros and you're like, wow, McLean and Jake are really going off on these people. They're just into their hobbies. They seem kind of just mean. This is the problem. You get it now. You see. <laughs> uh, this guy. I, over four years of collecting pops, and I've heard this set the whole time, yet here we are, still collecting, and the craze is still alive. Funko is not going to die. 20 years already, and Funko's still growing. More new collector jump into Funko. It's a all-age collector item. And also, there are all kind of licensed icon, actor, cartoon, movie, etc. figure people. Like from Funko Company, even actor collect Funko, so I don't think it will die. I feel like Funko is here to stay due to the diversity of them as opposed to just the animals that Beanie Babies were. But at the end of the day, does it really matter? I don't plan on selling my collection, but I do hate paying flipper prices. While I do think it's a possibility Pops will devalue, I don't think they'll go the way of Beanie Babies because the characters are franchised. At least that's what I tell myself to feel better. But regardless, I'm keeping my grails. Oh, holy grails. Okay, like the thing you're trying to collect and then you finally... That's just dumb. Uh, Anyway. Beanie Babies were mostly animals, right? But people's favorite shows and games are pretty much never going to stop people from buying them. Beanie Babies, you're going to have only like a handful of people who liked and collected them. Much lower appeal in comparison to Funko Pops. Yeah, because I'm sure your collection of (laughs) Funko Pops of the characters from The Office, that's going to be huge in 10 years. Why is The Office still popular? Ugh. Why? You heard about the Friends reunion show coming up, I do not care, McLean. I literally could not care less. (laughs) Neither could I, but some people apparently do care, and I don't understand. (gasps) 
I can understand why people want to compare them. It's the easiest and most obvious, but it's also incorrect to do so since they're drastically different in their significance and use. Beanie Babies was a the same. Beanie Babies was a craze that didn't really have any cultural hold on society. There wasn't resellers and flippers like there are today to help push demand. Well, yeah, they were sold on eBay. It's definitely not the same as now. You clearly have not looked into how what the, what the Beanie Babies fad was like, my friend. <laughs> we're living in a different time, where having a gaming room is something most people want, and people like to decorate them with their Funko collections. Another thing was Beanie Babies was heavily marketed to kids, and the stores that were sold them was limited. Funko Pops having stores... So you're saying selling them to adults is going to make them... Be- I... Oh my gosh. This is why I only buy pops of retail and stick with exclusives of Funko Shop items. I can only make money this way and I won't ever lose. Trying to find a list of all Funko Pop figures. It's like trying to find a of list all of Monopoly all games, yeah. Of sand on a beach. And all, 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 you know, all Monopoly games. Yeah. That's just sad. So sad. Um, anyway, here's another quote from the Guinness Book of World Records. Because. Here's another thing, by the way. You could do literally anything to get the Guinness. I could, like, um, I stacked 100 plates on top of each other. That's most plates ever stacked. I'm in the Guinness Book of World Records now. It's so dumb. Also, Jake, um, quick, quick aside. Uh, um, be on the lookout for Squishmallows. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I've seen those. I, those? There are kids in the youth group yeah, who have those. Yeah, those are next up. Um, I don't... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, have you? Is, oh, no, is a Funko I Pop a and of the pillow Chuck E. Cheese Squishmallow. It is the most cursed thing. Yeah, it's a Funko Pop and pillow form. During the summer of 2017, yeah. <laughs> this should read as a very sad story, but it's it's supposed to be inspiring or something. During the summer, it's like the story of a drug addict. Filter this through your head. Whenever I say Funko Pop, think to yourself heroin. Okay, all right. During the summer of 2017, Paul Scardino received a two-pack of Funko Pop figurines of Hawkeye and Spider-Man from Captain America Civil War for his birthday. First of all, this is a grown man receiving going okay so far. This is a grown man receiving I mean, comic yeah. book toys for his birthday. Little did he and his family know that this small gift would turn into a record-breaking collection of over 5,000 figurines. Um. Let me rewrite that real quick. During the summer of 2017, Paul Scardino got a snort of heroin from a buddy. Little did he and his family know, this small gift would turn into a record-breaking addiction of nearly seven years, and now he's in rehab, and... (laughs) Paul officially broke the world record title for the largest collection of Funko Pops with 5,360 different figurines. They are displayed on organized shelving along the walls of his basement. And from September onwards, will also be in the pages of Guinness World Records 2021. After receiving the first two figures on his birthday, he started researching the types of figurines available. From that point forward, he looked to collect all of the comic book related figurines. He then realized there were several lines, including movies, television, and animation. He started this collection by purchasing those that interested him, which grew to collecting most of the lines and trying to complete sets. Paul found his time spent collecting them help, helped him cope with some personal changes. Yeah, the meth really took my mind off the divorce, so like, you know. Mm. Really helped me out. The, the crutch you use to, to get through, you know, some people turn to God, some people just, uh, 
Some people have a have a spiritual journey when, when life's not going so well. Some people slip into depression. I turned all the way to my bookcase and looked at it overflowing with little plastic dolls. That's what really got you through that dark time in your life, McLean. My uh, orange Conan really uh, supported me through that <laughs> through that specific little uh, uh, trial. While housing over 5,000 Funko Pops may seem daunting, Paul has a very organized system in place to keep track of his purchases and storage. A majority of his collection is displayed outside of their boxes. Some are placed on top of the sh- Oh, that's gonna hurt the resale value, pal! 5,000, huh? 5,000, huh? Let's do a quick, uh, let's do a quick calculation. You know, the Funko Pop retails for $11. Let's do a very modest, uh, summation that everyone cost about $11 and probably he bought him for a lot more 5,000 times oh my goodness there's a picture of this man he's a rather large heavyset man he is posing with his sea of no with his sea of children's toys I'm looking at the Sesame Street ones in the foreground here he's got a sea of children's toys around him uh, he's got this big goobery smile on his face sort of a receding hairline not not to rag on the man too much, but like he's he's fitting every stereotype of the kind of person you'd expect to have a wall of Funko Pops. Here's the thing. You've wasted tens of thousands of dollars most likely on those Funko Pops. To cat What do you do? <laughs> what do you do? What's your job? Is are you a professional Funko Pop buyer? To catalog... Do you make money off, like, articles written about you because of how weird you are? To catalog... Yeah, how much money... Anyway. To catalog the entire collection, he turned to the online tracker... fascinates me. He turned to the pop price guide as well as his own enormous Excel spreadsheet. When it comes to hunting down specific ones, Paul has turned to multiple resources. He has a list of stores and online vendors, as well as a unique community online to buy, sell, and trade for older pops. His dedication has paid off, as he's not only managed to achieve a world record title, but specific collectors have asked for photos of his collection. But then, of course, we come to this line. We come to this line which makes you think, okay, maybe I shouldn't be goofing on him. It says, due to the pandemic, Paul spent a lot of time at home, and as a result, he began to evaluate his collection and make new decisions. That's when I think, oh, you know, okay. he's at home, so you know, you get looking at this wall yeah. of Funko Pops, thinking maybe I've been wasting my life. Maybe, oh wait, next pair. Especially, you know, during a time like COVID, where like you know, people kind of had a lot of time to appraise what they truly value and what's important to them. You know, experiences and getting to see your family, things you take for granted. But then, like when a lot of those opportunities get away from you, you start to like, what's really important to me? What do I value most? And people start to make changes. And now with things reopening, we're now kind of getting a second chance, so to speak, that seeing what's more important, we're able to take advantage of that and kind of pursue more worthwhile things and activities. Yeah. Oh, wait, next paragraph. He's making room for new lines he's on the hunt for, such as completing the Muppets set, along with some older Disney oh. pops. A highlight to his achievement... The problem was he didn't have enough Funko Pops. Okay, I <laughs> I've see. really, I've examined the situation. I've done a little soul searching and I've come to the conclusion, I need more of these. That's what, that's what'll Man, fill that's... the void in my life, that, that hole in my heart. That's where this hole in my heart is. <laughs> That's why my soul feels hollow and empty. As I read the email from the Guinness World Records organization out loud, I felt intense elation and satisfaction as the months-long effort had paid off and I would officially be a record holder. That really gets you going, huh? 
That's not a low point in your life when you realize you have more of these than anyone else. Let's see what the ad. You have the most Funko Pops in the world. Let's see what the uh, comments here and say. I'm sure there's people saying, oh, this is sad, man. No, it says, love the article. So cool. Great job. An amazing collection. Totally awesome, Paul. It truly is a cool collection. Sour Patch Kids Funko Pops. They have uh, one for every flavor. You could say. That, that's the real thing. That is this. Because I really wanted uh, I, I was thinking the other day, McLean, that blue raspberry Sour Patch Kids flavor, I just want a Funko Pop made of that. Uh, oh! Uh-huh. Type in Funko Pop Collection on YouTube. So many thumbnails that I, I would never click that. in a million years. I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, okay, so like we did with the Beanie Babies, McLean. You know, looking at, looking them up on the uh, on the old eBay aftermarket, seeing seeing what kind of prices they're fetching. Let's just do a little look see here. Type in Funko Pop on eBay. Filter by highest mm-hmm. price first. The first thing that pops up oh. is it's all it's the Stanley ones. Um, okay, okay. So that article really was for seven. Telling that you're shooting straight with us for seventy seven thousand seven hundred seventy seven dollars. You can get the Funko Pop Stanley Gold Silver Metallic Chrome Edition signed set one of ten flaw. Let's scroll down to the old comments here. Fact or the description. Factory flaw, which makes this Funko even more rare. Box in excellent and mint condition. Included accessories. Whoa, whoa, whoa. eBay's flipping out on me. Um, included accessories. Funko stack boxes taped down for protection and both coaz. Um, <clears throat> show more. Collectible toy consignment. Ultra rare item. Only 10 sets of these exist in the world. These two pops are located <laughs> in New York. Please contact me if you're local. Please read before purchasing. Um, uh, Star production, one of ten of the gold chrome edition. Include accessories, boxes, additional notes. Factory flaw. Does it even say what the flaw is? All collectibles sold are 100% authentic. All shoes are in hand and ready to be shipped. We do not sell B-grades. Uh, the payment methods. Uh, so this looks like a company that's selling these. Which, eh. It's not quite as funny as a guy in his basement trying to unload this collection because he's fallen on hard times. Okay, so the, the Beanie Babies resells are the funniest ones to me because they know the market's gone and they're just desperately trying to unload them. <laughs> the, the, there's a certain stink of desperation about the Beanie Baby ones, but uh, it's still a hot market for pops. Um, uh, what is this? Elvis Presley 1950. Oh, they made one for every decade of Elvis. That's depressing. Elvis Presley yep. 1950s yep. Funko. Um, <laughs> $30,500. Holy do, it's the much rarer and valuable levels compared to the 1970s one as well as a great and rare piece for any collection. I personally made a guide to help you decipher a real Elvis Funko Pop versus a fake one. Was that, has that been an issue? Anyway, is, are there people out there making the uh, counterfeit Funkos? Is that a thing? No production day stickers, the easiest way to tell a fake, but some fakes may have one. Red is darker than normal, below pop logo, flesh on the fake figure is lighter than the real pop. Wouldn't a fake one though be more rare than a real one? I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. (laughs) 
I have the rarest Funko Pop ever. A guy in an alley it's made not it. not a Funko Pop. It is the coaster on my desk here. Um, Just call it a Funko Pop and it becomes rare. There are people out there buying mashups of random characters. and This is a character from Game of Thrones mashed up with the Funko Pop mascot, Freddy Funko. Like, who's paying money for this? Who is paying actual money for this? I don't... What? There's a Count Chocula Funko Pop. What lunatic is buying a Count Chocula? Oh, I guess Matt Birch would be. I'll have him tweet about that soon. Hold on. There's a what Funko Pop? Count Chocula. Count Chocula? Yeah. Yeah. I don't... I don't... I don't understand. Someone's trying to sell their Snow Miser. I, oh, I saw that the one. Dark, only 12 made for $15,000. 24 watching this one. Here's an article from toy, toynewsy.com. Yeah, a comparison of Beanie Babies and Funko Pops. If there was ever a line of toys that could have been considered a toy gold standard, it would be Beanie Babies. Or to be more accurate, it was Beanie Babies. Common knowledge now, they are basically worthless. Even the rarest does not command half of its listing price that it had during the heyday of Beanie Babies. Um, In today's market, the closest thing we I have... Think you have uh, you have a couple eBay listings to look at there from our past... West Bros episodes regarding Beanie Babies to show that there's still some people out there trying to get a trying to get a hold of some stuff. Toys and collectibles have always been a valuable market for opportunists, or as we collectors call them, scalpers, but few lines have outright created as scalpers quite like Beanie Babies. Interestingly, Beanie Babies are among the first toys uh, to well, among the first, if not the first, scalps toys. As during the very early years of eBay, Beanie Babies were among the most popular items on the auction website. It can be argued that eBay would not be the massive entity it is now without the success of Beanie Babies. They became such a craze, regular working parents had no interest in toys beyond what toys their children liked. Um, began to seek these tiny $5 plush toys out in hopes they would be striking gold. But what created such a, cra- such a craze for such plant? Uh-huh. Sorry. What the article is trying to say is that uh, this was back on the day when toys were made for kids. Shocking concept, I know. And it wasn't specifically like, oh, adults are going to want to buy these. Beanie Babies at first weren't successful at all. They were lost in the veritable sea of a plush market that was already not exactly doing the best business when you consider the big toy lines that had to compete with like TMNT, Transformers, Barbie, many others. What made them eventually stand out was the simple act of retiring some of the product, which cost a sudden interest in the product. Fake scarcity, yeah. Artificial rarity. Yep. Yeah, fake scarcity. Okay, plush market sounds like a uh, stockbroker term. <laughs> the plush market. We're in a real plush market at the moment. The most popular example was the royal blue elephant called Peanut. According to Beaniepedia, Peanut was not meant to be royal blue. Beaniepedia. And only a small number was made and was retired after three months of production, quickly replaced with a light blue version. Because of the sudden rarity, Peanut became an icon for the Beanie Baby secondary market, and has been known to go for as high as $7,000. Despite being retired early, well, they got nothing on that Stan Lee Funko Pop. The success of the Royal Blue Peanut translated to the entire franchise. Some of them actually became more valuable than Peanut, such as Claude the Crab, Valentino the Bear, Iggy the Iguana, etc. Most of, I think we had Nigga the Iguana. Most of these gained their extra value from production errors, such as misspelled words on the tush tags. 
You know, them tush tags, that's right. The Princess Diana bear listed for as much as $500,000, although there are no instances of it selling for that much. I could have told you that. To this day... What? To this day, people are trying to sell Princess Diana for thousands of dollars on eBay. However, they have no bids and no prospects of moving them because, as is common knowledge, the economic bubble of Beanie Babies burst. Now, most Beanie Babies have no value and even the rarest ones get nowhere near the prices they sold for in the, in the 90s. Well, imagine my shock. Well, Beanie Babies and Funko Pops, both toy lines primarily exist or existed for their resale purpose, but it was never their intended purpose. No, that's not true. That guy on Reddit said that it wasn't, they weren't for collectibles. Ty Warner, the creator of Beanie Babies, was notably passionate about plush toys. That sentence should have caused him to be admitted to, admitted to some kind of facility somewhere. <laughs> My name notably is Time Warner, and I am notably plush passionate toys. about plush toys. Sir, you gotta see a specialist now, I'm sorry. That should be in Matt Birch's bio on Twitter. <laughs> Before forming his own company, he worked for a now-defunct plush company called Dakin. He had a reputation there as an incredible salesman and was quite eccentric. Oh... <laughs> uh, Okay. According to an article in Chicago Magazine, Ty Warner would, by his own admission, turn up to sales calls in a Rolls Royce, wearing a fur coat, top hat, and carrying a cane. Apparently, eccentric means looking like a plush toy pimp. Evidently, he was one of Jacob's best salesmen. Okay. This is not a well man, you guys. If, it, if, there's, ever, if there's anything I've ever learned, it's if you find a mentally disturbed man, do not give him millions of dollars. That is not going to end well. Quentin Tarantino is an Here's example. A Marvel. I know McLean. I know Marvel you're a fan of Quentin Tarantino, McLean. But I am. I am morally opposed to seeking out the biggest psychopaths ever and giving them millions of dollars because they can point a camera at something. This is the third time you've told me this take. Once in the Westbrook's group chat, then once on our last episode, which you failed to. I just don't like Quentin Tarantino. Okay. Marvel X-Men Quicksilver number 179 Funko Pop Vinyl Error No Lightning Bolt on Front $9,999 Buy it now Um Its condition is listed as a brand new Unused Unopened Undamaged item Even though the picture clearly shows it Well outside of its box It is quite open in this picture Oh the other thing though is We're not yet at the point where it's uh dis- no Where it's uh Insane Senile old people Listing the uh, Funko Pops on eBay I'm sure there's a few but like, it's not quite the same as the Beanie Babies yet. Yet, check back yeah, in ten that's years. Take a couple years. Yeah. Eventually, Ty was fired from Dakin for selling his own plush in competition with them while still working for the company. Ty did not create Beanie Babies with the intention of them becoming collectors' items. He wanted them to be successful with children. Okay, that's totally normal. That's that's what toy manufacturers should be doing. He wanted them to be toys that children would cherish and love. In fact, Tyler reportedly wasn't happy with what Beanie Babies have become, mainly due to the fact that the craze to collect these little plushies resulted in hundreds of counterfeits, which Ty Inc. pursued aggressively with legal threats, and even encouraged children to report fakes online at the Ty Incorporated website. You see something, say something. <laughs> Got a little snitch. The thing is, Funko Pops have an eerie similarity to Beanie Babies. They are highly sought after due to their resale value, and like Beanie Babies... No, 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 the guy on Reddit told me they're completely different. <laughs> like Beanie Babies, they were not intended to be some form of toy gold standard. 
Funko Pops were meant to be easy to collect, inoffensive novelty toys, the kind that no one would bat an eye at if you saw them on the desk in a cubicle. Their simple appearance and low price point made them highly appealing to people that would not consider themselves as collectors. This simply meant to be a little piece of decoration. Interestingly, the first bobblehead made by Funko was the mascot from the Big Boy restaurants. The thing is, Funko founder was looking for a Big Boy coin bank, etc, etc, already talked about that. As one might expect, the coin bank sold poorly and Funko nearly went bankrupt. Uh, the first successful product by Funko was a pop of Austin Powers, which according to Wikipedia sold 80,000 units. From there, Funko never looked back, sweeping up as many licenses as they could get their hands on. What set Funko Pops down the road of toy prospecting or scalping if you prefer, was when they began to release store exclusives and convention exclusives. These began to go for phenomenal amounts of money on auction websites like eBay, and many Funko collectors began to literally hoard these little statues for their potential resale value. Most Funko Pops that have any real value are the, are the exclusives, but there are some older Pops that have not been reissued that have some decent value. The first difference between Funko and Beanie Babies is that Funko fully embraced their reputation of Pops being a product to be bought primarily for the resale value. There are countless Funko exclusives, not to mention certain Funko which are only sold in other countries. Uh, the other major difference between Funko and Beanie Babies is Funko never achieved anywhere near the craze Beanie Babies had. Not yet. Funko Pops have caused some minor upsets, such as a man in Florida following a customer and his mother into a Target parking lot and assaulting them to steal the Target exclusive Twinkie the Kid Funko Pop. <laughs> that is a real sentence. Understandable. <laughs> Funko Pops have caused some minor upsets, such as a man in Florida following a customer and his mother into a Target parking lot and assaulting them to steal the Target exclusive Twinkie the Kid Funko Pop. You know what? That's I can't sentence. blame them. I, I'm not about that. <laughs> Beanie Babies have been involved in... Sorry. That's basically the worst instance coming from the Funko craze so far. Whereas Beanie Babies have been involved in divorce divorce court assets, hoarders going bankrupt, people breaking into homes to steal them, Beanie Babies being found on the scene of organized crime arrests, and even outright murder. That's right. In 1999, in West Virginia, Jeffrey White shot and killed security guard Harry Simmons outside of a Hallmark store. The two had a dispute, had a dispute, over hundreds of dollars of Beanie Babies that Simmons had loaned to White to start a Beanie Baby trading business. <laughs> so what does this bag of Beanie Babies on the Beanie Baby trading business? So what does this tell us? Well, it tells us that the collectible market is extremely fickle, and perhaps scalpers should truly take that into account before they rush to buy out the stock of whatever the most popular toy is. If Beanie Babies has taught us nothing else, it has taught us that toys on a secondary marketplace is not a safe business investment. It is never going to make you rich, and when you factor in sales tax and gas costs to hunt for said toys, the profit you make off a scalped toy is negligible. Toys should be left to the children. Uh, McLean, I dropped your call for a second, but now you're back. It's fine. Everything's good. Yeah, what was up with that? I don't know, that wasn't me. Um, that was definitely you, but alright. Yeah, well. Um, I, here's the thing. I totally understand Beanie Babies, why they got popular. I don't get pops, man. I mean, it's just the whole, it's, first of all, it's the toys for adults. Dumb. Second of all, they're ugly. Third of all, I don't know, they're just little ugly toys. I don't get it. I don't get it. Let, I don't get it. 
on r slash Funko Pop, somebody asked the question, are Funko Pops just a fad? Let's see what the, uh, <laughs> let's see how the, uh, probably totally reasonable audience of r slash Funko Pop responds. Top voted comment. <clears throat> People asked the same question four years ago. Next comment. I mean, Beanie Babies were popular for, like, yeah, ten years only, so, like, Four years, that's, come on, it's still a fad. I started selling off my pops a few years back when I thought the pop bubble was about to burst. Three years later, hotter than ever. I don't think it's a fad going anywhere soon. Longer shelf life than Beanie Babies, that's for sure. One guy comments underneath that, Do you think the market's diluted though? I see everybody buying exclusives, which defeats the purpose of things being rare. He got downvoted to oblivion. Of course, you can't commit sacrilege like that. McLean, I lost you. Holy vey. Just Jake, having so many uh, problems here with the uh, audio. Jake, McLean, you at this Jake, call. McLean, right why do you not want me to hear you? That's a stupid... What, what are you doing? Stop it. Hey. Hey. I didn't know such thing. I didn't know such thing. Why well, did... Okay, maybe I yeah. did, but it wasn't on purpose. Uh... Okay, okay, uh, this is not a, this is not a fad. The one thing Funko has going that Beanie Babies didn't is that most of their figures are based off of established licenses that will always have fans willing to pay for products based on them. Why is it so important to you that this is not a fad? People that don't like them, people that don't like them say they're a fad. They've already outlasted the majority of examples of fads, and even when comparing them to ones with similar lifespans, they've continued to increase in popularity, which others don't. Even if I didn't like them, just it's I think Heelys and fidget spinners never did stuff like this. You gotta look at them subjectively. I think it's uh they have to convince themselves that what they're doing isn't stupid. Like, yeah. we all agree the Beanie Babies thing was dumb, but this thing I'm doing now, this is totally not like that, so don't even say it's like that. Please do not say it is like that. Uh, gonna be real silly. Um, I think that's really, I think that's really all I have on the topic, and it's just, uh, I think we're, we're pushing an hour of a Funko Pop discussion now, so I think we're good here. We've had two to three dropped calls in that time, and an hour and a half. I think it's good to end it there, but um, before we go... I'd like to I'd like to tell you, Jake. I found yeah. this tweet. I found this tweet a couple days ago. Um, and at first, my instant reaction was, "This is a pandering tweet for conservative type people, and I do not like it because it's an obvious attempt to pander." But at the same time, it hit so many so many right notes that I thought, well, maybe. So so I wanted to present it to you. But I wasn't sure in what context. Was I to present it with Jake by saying, this is a pandering tweet, but also everything it says we, we'd agree with? So, so I think the best way to present it is that this tweet is correct, and that it is a much better alternative than dedicating your life to buying 5,000 Funko Pops. This is from Twitter user Joel Barry, at Joel W. Barry, and he, he says... It's just a list of things to do, basically. Get married young, have kids, live in a small town close to family, go to church, smoke a cigar with your buddy on the weekend, lift weights, mow the grass, romance your wife, build a treehouse, read good books, take your boy fishing, pray. Uh, how is that pandering? 
It's it's kind of a pandering tweet in the way. Okay, like, how is it presented? Is it like a terrible graphic that you see printed on an old guy's T-shirt? No, it's just it is just literally those words typed out in a tweet. As I as I read who them. tweeted it? If it was like a politician, then that's a yeah, yeah, that's a little. Just a guy. Just a guy. Okay, I, I, don't know I have nothing against is. this tweet. I'm sorry. All right. It's a good tweet. I, I know it took me first because when I, when I came across it, I was in this Instagram suggested feed, which is uh, usually what I'll get on Instagram is either a feed full of like Democrat communist stuff or like Republican conservative stuff. And either way, it's pretty insufferable. Yeah. To some degree, I'm just we're just so, so jaded by the internet. That initial, you're just so jaded by the internet and and all of the people shouting at each other stupid cliches that when you see something sensible, it doesn't register as that at first. Yeah, so when I, when I read that, it's got to be an my angle. My first instant reaction was, "I will not fall for this," and then my second reaction was, "Well, okay." So yeah, that that is the alternative. Not the only alternative, obviously. Well, my list, but a great alternative. <laughs> my list says to collecting five thousand. My list says collect five thousand Funko Pops. Be first in line at the next Star Wars movie. Collect every episode of the Game of Thrones on DVD and Blu-ray. Um, uh, meet Stan Lee. I don't care if he's dead. Uh, wear nothing but gym shorts and the flip flops for the rest of my life. And t-shirts and that are and t-shirts that are, t-shirts that have to be like. 5XL, even though I should be a size M because my gut's just that big. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And uh, call all those religious people stupid for wasting their time going to church when they could be at home watching the latest Netflix show. The fine quality content that Netflix brings us. Go outside and touch grass. Go touch grass. Whoa.